0: Hey, everybody, Billy Rainford here from Direct Motocross here. We're going to do a little talk with someone. Uh, well, as you can see right there, it's a person that I've actually known his name for an awfully long time. I've watched him grow up racing at the big amateur nationals down south, but I've actually never met him. So uh, let's meet him together here. I, I got Lorenzo Lucurcio, man. Thank you very much for talking with us. No, thank you, Billy. Uh it's great to be talking to you finally <laughs> yeah I'm not kidding man that's awesome uh, by the way this uh this little chat we're gonna have here is brought to you by 100% the ride 100% so thank you very much to those guys for always being behind uh DMX and Trek motocross what we do here so Lorenzo man um you're riding for a Canadian team so obviously that's the first reason why we had to get a hold of you but uh I uh, like I say I've, I've watched you grow up coming up I, I've never actually met you though I mean at the minios year after year at all the races down south let's go back to the beginning so everybody can uh, kind of get to know you a little bit and myself as well. Um, talk about uh, where are you from? Cause I know you're not, uh, you're not from the States, but where are you from? I'm actually from Venezuela. From Venezuela. So, uh, I'll ask a couple questions. Like I always ask and I, I kind of like these questions, but how did you yourself first get into motocross in Venezuela?
1: Yeah. So, uh, actually whenever I was in my mom's belly, uh, my dad, uh, my uncle and my cousin were racing at a time. So, uh, you know, the, I'll hear all the stories that, uh, while my mom was pregnant with me, my dad, uh, used to take her on rides around the pits. And I guess, uh, I used to be like a, um, a, a hyper in her belly. I used to like kick a lot, punch a lot. So that would be the only time that I'd become, uh, so, yeah, I used to take a lot of those rides, And then whenever I was born, like I said, it was in the family. Uh, we did it as a hobby. My my Actually, my cousin, uh, he was the one that was a little more serious about it. Uh, but, yeah, it was in the family. My dad did it for many years. Then he got my cousin into it. And then uh, he got my uncle into it. Uh, actually, my uncle is only, like, three or four years older than me, uh, which is funny. So mm. I actually uh, – yeah, my grandpa died before I, I was born. So my dad pretty much took him under his wing and he actually calls him dad. And so I, I, he's like my brother, my big brother I never had. So, uh, yeah, it was funny because, like I said, we're really tied our our family. So we got to do it as a family. Like I said, I was brought up into the world. And then, uh, yeah, it was just natural for me to get a PW and then start learning. And then I we raced and that's
0: what we did. Nice. Who's the uh, who's the fastest uh, Venezuelan of all time? Uh, of all time? Yeah.
1: Man, that's tough. Uh, but I'd say uh, the ones that we actually did very well, like you know, in the world while, like in uh, here in the U.S. or in, like in the world championships, I'd say it's between me and A Rod, uh, Anthony Rodriguez. So uh, it's actually. Uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm proud to say that I'm one of the best ones on my country. So uh, I, I never thought about it like that. But, yeah, I
0: guess. See, now, I remember uh, well, A-Rod. I believe he was number 67 in uh, amateurs all-time, wasn't he? Correct. Right, what, now, what, what was your number? 83. You were 83 coming up. And I always ask this silly question, but I kind of – sometimes it's a good answer. How did you pick number 83? I actually didn't pick it. My dad did. Um, he
1: was 83 from the beginning uh so yeah he was 83 his whole the whole time he rode uh i actually don't remember the story why he got uh 83 i think it was because he started riding in 83 but uh but yeah he ran it and then when i was born he put it on my bike and then i liked that i I had good luck with it and i stuck with it as long as i could uh i actually one year i went to 830. uh Ponca City before uh, you couldn't run a two-digit number or something like that, so I had to change my number for that race, and then actually stuck with it uh, for like a year or two after that. Then I went back to my 83, and then for my rookie Supergrass year, uh, I went to 183.
0: Okay, now 83, uh, you're not going to get this, but are you sure it wasn't after uh, Bill Van Voot Senior? But um, yeah, it's don't even don't even don't even try to. He's an old guy here. I'm sorry, Vegas. I'm too young for that. <laughs> oh, he still rides. He's uh, he's a famous uh, guy. He's, just, he's always been a vet rider, but uh, no, he's a great guy. But he's he's a 83. He might be our most famous 83. Eh, maybe Marty Burr, too. But to, Okay, um, so when did you first come to, like, was it always a dream to come to America? When did you first go to the States to race? Yeah, so
1: actually, funny story, uh, winning, I mean, I knew about the States uh, just to see it through internet, uh, the races and whatnot. But, yeah, I actually didn't really think about it. Uh, then one one time we were racing. Like I said, we only rode on the weekends. So it was like a total hobby. But then I started getting better. I started winning championships at home and whatnot. And then I uh, actually a friend came to my dad and said, hey, we're going to go take this trip. It's going to be like a vacation. We're going to go to – in January – actually, it was like December, uh, like the 28th we flew in. But he sold this like the package, like the trip to be like, yeah, we're gonna go like a vacation. It's gonna be three weeks. Uh, it's gonna be the Winter Am series, so we're just gonna be like, I think, sorry, it was like five, five races at the time. Uh, so yeah, uh, he was like, yeah, we're gonna go race. Uh, it's gonna be like three different riders with like their dads. So we were gonna camp out in a camper and whatnot, and then we actually did it. So we came uh, over uh we bought a 65 because we used to buy the bikes here and then send them home uh so my dad bought me for that year a 65 ktm and we came over uh i got some coaching from a trainer down in miami uh and it was like my first time ever insane so i was like flipping out i was crashing every two seconds i actually flipped the bike over like just literally like the wheels were looking up uh so yeah i'll never forget that trip but yeah anyways uh that's the first ever time I came in uh, to the U.S. Uh, training crew in Florida. So wow. I actually had very yeah, very bad memories of that place until I came back uh, not long ago. And then I had redemption. But, but yeah, like I said, I, it was in 2008. Uh, we came to do the Winner around Series. And yeah, I did very, very bad. And yeah, we learned. Uh, and back at home, a little background story. Back at home, uh, doubles, whoops, rollers triples they're all prohibited so I wasn't used to it so whenever I came here I actually pooped my pants because I've never seen a hole in a jump let alone have to jump it and I see all these 50 60 uh kids jumping them and I'm like I have to do it so so yeah it was it was crazy experience for sure we liked it we loved it uh and then we heard about Loretta Lance we actually met another uh Few little people whenever we came over and they told us about Loretta Lance and whatnot, and then yeah, we tried to qualify for Loretta's and I actually made it. So uh, it was a, it was crazy. But like I said, we we still went at home and then after that we started riding once a week, which I thought was a big deal. Uh, you know, I used to get out of school uh, a little bit earlier just to go, be able to go ride. So I thought I was oh, I was the coolest guy in school because I got to go early to go ride on Wednesday. Uh, but yeah, uh we came over and like I said, uh that was the start of uh my US career. But honestly we like I said, we only came uh let's say if we did Aries qualifier, we would come the weekend uh the week off the race, race and then fly back home. Uh we did that for like on and off till twenty eleven, which then after that we moved in full time to MTF in Georgia.
0: Okay, that's that's what I was gonna ask you. So that's home base has been like like that's year round MTF?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was my home for the first eight years. I was here from 2011, uh, September, 2011, uh, all the way through 2017. Uh, that's when I arrived, I moved to Florida.
0: Hey, uh, I dare you to talk politics with Connie Millsaps. <laughs> um, actually,
1: uh, I like, I, I don't talk about politics cause that's not my thing. My thing is dirt don't biking. Uh but yeah, like she, I love her. She's like my mom, my American mom I call her. Uh she gets mad at me for calling her that. But uh, yeah, we have a very good relationship and uh yeah, she, she took me under her wing and she made me the writer who I am today. So it's pretty good that I have such a good relationship with her and everyone in MTF.
0: That's cool. Yeah, and I I know I know her quite well too because I actually hang out with her daughter Brianna, who's a really good friend of my buddy Brendan Golesine down in Florida. So she stayed at her place there, and not too long ago this winter and stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, I know great family, great family for sure. It's uh, but yeah, it's funny. She being Canadian, she just goes crazy about uh, thinks I'm a communist or a socialist. I don't know. It's uh...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she could be hard-headed sometimes. So I usually just agree with her and did everything she asked me to. And then if I fell, at least I tried. So uh, every time I tell her I I couldn't do something or I didn't want to do something, I
0: I regret it. <laughs> You know what else you do? Talk about politics and take her photograph. Ooh, those are two things she
1: Oh yeah, that was bad. I, I remember the first time I ever we went to uh we camp in uh MTF. Uh I won actually a front fender in a contest from Davy. And I asked her because she was giving it to me, I asked her if I could take a picture and that was a big deal. I didn't know, so I was like, I didn't know English at the time either. Like I knew very little. Uh so my mom was translating. But I just saw her face when my mom asked her for a picture, and I was like, "Man, why did my mom tell this lady?" Uh, but yeah, I was very scared of her and Big B, Big Brian. So I, yeah, it was, it was funny.
0: Yeah, that's funny. I've I've heard stories of were actually smashing a camera before. I I don't know about that one, but I'm sure she did. <laughs> All right, man. Well, so when you came over, I was actually at uh, the Minions, I think, in 8 I have to go through some fo- photos. Look for the eighty-three there, man, on the little bikes. But uh, so, who who did you come up uh, battling with? Who were you going head to head to head with?
1: Whoever was uh, battling for the last place.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, but coming up, I mean, you're obviously one of the top dudes. Like, was it uh, was A-Rod, A Rod? Just ahead <laughs> in timing wise. Where where were you guys? Age wise.
1: Uh, I I was just over but I knew I know. Like I grew up with the same era of
0: like changing. No. With uh sorry oh, I uh, I'm not sure if it recorded that but I dropped you there uh, with who? Uh yeah like
1: like I said uh I didn't know cuz I, I I was like like I said I was just kind of like shocked about the whole thing. I was more worried about everything else than racing. Uh but I I grew up with like Chase Bell, uh uh Tristan Charbonneau, Alex Fry, uh 16 you know a bunch of a, uh, yeah it is, it was a bunch of people, so i I actually don't remember who actually I was battling with at the time but but yeah, it was a quite an experience for sure.
0: yeah, there were some fast dudes back then, absolutely uh, coming up with that, that same time period as you and okay, so so you moved full time to MTF, obviously uh, cut your teeth there, uh, moved your way up through the ranks. What year did you turn pro? uh
1: 2017.
0: 2017, so relatively, not too long ago. And how did your first year go? What did you do, full, full-time, full supercross, motocross?
1: Yeah, so actually, uh, in 2016, I actually got hurt before Daytona. I had a pretty big uh, injury. I smashed my head somehow, and I, I lost connection for the muscle that moved one of my eyes. Okay. So I was actually uh, cross-eyed for a little bit. I uh, couldn't see straight actually i qualified for that year to loretta's uh you know not being able to see good and like i have to tilt my head to make the muscle work so uh yeah that year wasn't very good but i actually the, the minios before that so the 20 uh 2015 minios Uh, I did very good. I passed Austin. I was battling always with Austin. So Christina and Mike from Rock River came over and said, hey, we want to create this amateur team that is actually going on still now. And we want you to be the first rider. Uh, But at the time, I didn't have any – I didn't realize that that was going to turn out to be my ride for the pros. Uh, I thought I was just going to get a little bit of support, and I was just stoked about it. And then uh, as I got hurt, I was supposed to raise all those races for them, but anyways, they stuck with me, and they believed in me, and they gave me the chance to go pro at, uh, I think it was Minneapolis uh, in 2017, Supergrass East Coast, so it was good. Uh, I got sixth in Daytona. I was actually third for 11 laps out of 15, uh, but yeah, I, I was I got super tired, and then like those guys were coming fast, so I finished sixth, um, but then injuries and little noggings uh you know prevented me to keep building but I got a couple top tens outdoors. Uh so I was always up there. Uh however I lost my ride that year and I went to Honda in the twenty eighteen uh and I got hurt actually in the in Tampa the first round. I broke my uh second round I think it was. I broke my collarbone so I missed all the season. I came back for like the two or three uh last ones so but yeah uh rookie year was ex- an experience for sure i didn't know what to expect uh all these guys are fast so it was a wake-up call
0: yeah for sure everybody kind of comes into the pro being a big you know being a big fish in their little area and then you all come together and it's like holy crap everybody's as fast so yeah it's tough to tough to make your mark get a good ride kind of you know keep progressing like you want to right like you need that ride to keep progressing but then to get it you got to have the results so it's kind of like Like finding your first job is tough, right? How can you get a job without experience? But you need to get your job. (laughs) All right. How old are you, by the way? Yeah, I'm 23. 23. So you're right there, heading right into the uh, the thick of your career, right? You're uh, time for time for some results, right now. How how did how did Julian Perrier get uh, get a hold of you? How did you get a hold of him? Sorry, I had to make a. He's lit in the DMs. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Classic.
1: Yeah, he actually, he was hitting me up for outdoors. Uh, he he was just asking me how he could help or whatnot. We didn't end up working anything that, that for that outdoors. Uh, but after that, he was like, hey, we're going to be in Club Max. The, I'm bringing an extra bike. Do you want to hmm. come and test the bike? I didn't have anything going on at the time. So I was like, yeah, I mean, uh, it was getting actually really close to, uh, December so I was kind of like just trying to scramble something and it just worked out to be you know in the right time the right moment and that's yeah I actually met him that that day in club max uh, so yeah
0: that's amazing yeah, it's uh man that guy not too many well every team owner works hard obviously but uh man for him to keep this thing going being a Canadian team and just man he just works and works and works man he's uh he's he never stops huh Yeah, and I mean, what people I don't think know
1: is like he's the only one, you know, doing everything. Uh, He has Fred, uh, which I think he's the, he has another guy now, but like him, pretty much him and Fred has been the only ones from the beginning. uh, A lot of people come and go, but it's always Julian doing everything. So uh, a lot of times it's a pain in the butt because he wants to do everything and like a lot of, he passes a lot of stuff because he has to deal with everyone but yeah kudos to him because he's done it for so many years by himself so he's and
0: not to mention he's a a whole worker i know james a lady skiller he's he helps me pick up checks so (laughs) we're tight nice okay so let's talk about uh okay so coming into this season what was your best finish i mean you mentioned you had some top tens what would you say what was your best finish overall coming into this one
1: uh in supercross uh like i said the sixth and then my next one was the
0: ninth uh
1: so yeah i was expecting a lot of things this year
0: right right okay now so now we had the big break i mean where did you spend the break were you back at mtf or did you go home or were you at? or M- during the no so I, so
1: yeah so actually in 2017 i moved to uh florida and uh, claremont oh. and ever since then i've been there training and riding uh I rode with RJ Hampshire in 2018, his property, and then in 2019, the sponsor I had at the time hooked me up to go to the Moto Sandbox, so I've been there ever since, and so, yeah, I've been training with those guys day in, day out, uh, so, yeah, whenever the break started, like, we didn't know what was going on, it was it was still unknown, but, uh, so, yeah, we... I took a little bit of time off, but I was still riding like once or twice a week. Uh, We were fortunate enough where like it was a private property and it was less than than 10 people. So we still were allowed to go ride, Uh, you know, just keeping the distance and like, you know, not being too close to each other or whatnot. But uh, so, yeah, we rode, I rode outdoors pretty much all the time until last week where not last week, the week before the race where I got two days of so Supergirls.
0: Okay. All right, so then uh, now I'm, I'm obviously pretty curious too now about uh, what's going on now. So then everybody's got to get to Salt Lake City. Uh, where are you right now? I can see obviously you're in a room there, in a bedroom there, but where, where uh, what are you Where are you staying right now? Yeah, so uh, with all these rumors going around about
1: the racing and, and all that stuff, uh, first they said Arizona, then they said St. Louis, then they said Orlando, Dallas somewhere in Texas, uh, you know, there was, I don't even know, they were just saying all kinds of cities and stuff. And then like Salt Lake came up. Uh, Luckily I have two of my cousins living here. So it was, it worked out to be good in Salt Lake. Uh, I never been here before. It's been a while since I've seen them. They both have uh, little babies. Uh, I think they're both three. So I haven't gotten to spend a uh, a lot of time with them. But, yeah, so this worked out good. Uh, I flew in. I'm staying with my cousins. Like I said, this is my cousin's house. Uh, I'm getting to spend time with the with the little ones, enjoying them. And, uh, yeah, it's it's different for sure uh, being in altitude. Uh, it was like 95 degrees last week. And then uh, for Sunday, it, it's now in the 60s. So uh, it's snow on, on a couple of places like Park City uh so yeah it's been quite an experience uh I'm, I'm embracing it and enjoying it okay is that a bunk bed
0: is julian in the bottom bunk
1: no no i so yeah that's the funny part uh <laughs> he actually asked me like hey you got a place to stay So yeah i'm staying with my cousin but i've got all rooms are full so he's staying in a hotel i think or he might have been now
0: in an airbnb i don't know <laughs> yeah it's best not to ask yeah yeah <laughs> Now what? Now what's it like? Uh, now I, I, uh, I guess I haven't told this story in a long time, but now I'm seeing to be telling it every day about how I remember I showed up there. I lived in Salt Lake City for a little bit, and I, the first day I was there, did a running race. It killed me because of the altitude. Uh, are you acclimatized, or did it kill you, or how is it? Are you good now, or how is it for you? Yeah. So I actually like
1: the. I came down to it's closed but it's not here but to Colorado to race Thunder Valley and I the first year my rookie year I didn't feel any different like I felt fine and then the second year uh I felt fine also but then like last year I felt a little sick so I was like I don't know I'm like I'm between but then I got here we got here Wednesday before the race uh and we raced Sunday because we needed to get our COVID test done and yeah I mean I felt fine but then I whenever you ride or you, I, I was cycling, like you kind of get a little bit dizzy, like, you know, just I, I, I thought I was just getting sick or something from the plane ride. But then I just remember there's like lack of oxygen. So yeah, sometimes here and there, like if I stand up too quick or something, I get uh, a little bit dizzy. But for the most part, riding, I feel fine. I just got to remember, like, I just got to make myself remember to breathe more and then I'm fine, so yeah, it's a little bit in between, but it's the same for everybody, so uh, yeah.
0: Except, uh, except Eli Tomac, apparently, but uh, yeah, (laughs) but no, obviously, now that you've been there a while, too, you'll be acclimatizing, and it'll start getting a little bit easier, for sure, but so what, you mentioned cycling, like, are you cycling with the guys in the team, or do you have your own group that you ride with, what what kind of stuff are you doing?
1: Yeah, so actually, uh, they all brought their mom mom bikes, Uh, I just brought my road bike, and so yeah i got my trainer uh he's actually here now in salt lake in park city sorry but yeah so me and alex martin share a uh a trainer so we got the same trainer i should say not share and so yeah I'm, i'm i do a lot of stuff with him during the week uh but he's west coast so he was in florida so he actually today was his first day here uh we rode at the track today uh but yeah i've been cycling by myself uh I'm actually a loner. Uh, I don't like to be, like, with a lot of people. Um, so, yeah, I just – I just honestly, what I like about cycling by myself is I just clear my mind. And I just uh, clear my thoughts and just get anger out. So, I use cycling for a lot of things other than just physical. Uh, I, f- I found – because I used to hate my bicycle. So, I actually found out that it's therapeutic for me. So, yeah. No, I cycle all myself, and I – I mean, I cycle with other people, but, like, I've been cycling here by myself.
0: Right. Alex Martin's an animal on the bicycle too, right?
1: Oh, we're Team So Fit. That's why we, we label our team Team So Fit.
0: He's <laughs> the team captain. <laughs> nice. So you've been heading out into the valley, or you've been going along the benches? You've been, like, finding some hills or getting out into the flats?
1: No, actually, so uh, maybe a mile from where I live, uh, where I'm staying, actually. There's – a a highway that has a a bike lane, and it's perfect because you know here we're in between seasons we're racing a lot, so I haven't really have to cycle that long, so it works it works out because the bike lane is like ten miles each way, so I just go ten miles down and then I turn around and then go ten miles back, so it's worked out, but it's kind of sketchy sometimes because of the semis just blow by you it's going sixty five miles an hour, but but yeah it's like I said it's cool it's a change of pace it's uh scenery it's really cool so uh i don't mind it
0: okay cool man all right well let's talk about uh the racing i mean you're on the prmx just one kawasaki team and your uh, your gear and everything really stood out you guys on the weekend that stuff was uh that stuff caught caught the eye
1: yeah it's uh so actually i heard about just one prior to this when blake baggett uh was using the helmet i think it was in 2011 or 20 20- no, sorry, like 2017 or something, whatever he was in Suzuki. I don't remember the year. Uh, but, yeah, ever since then, I actually didn't, you know, hear from it or anything. And then I know the Dixon team in Europe was using the helmets. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't really have a clue, like, you know, about the company or anything. I knew they were Italian, but that was about it. And then whenever I got with Julian, he said we were using just one products and whatnot. And then we got the the first batch of uh, gear, helmet, goggles, uh, gloves. And I must say, I'm really impressed. Uh, the helmet is really comfortable. Like you feel like you're not wearing anything. Uh, I've taken a lot of hits and it's done its job. So uh, yeah, the gear is really comfortable, honestly. And it's really durable, which is hard to find nowadays. And yeah, this 2021 uh, gear that we just launched it. uh The first round, Wednesday, the camo stuff, it's just next level. They did a lot of homework on their pants. Uh, They came out with this new technology on the pads inside your knees. Uh, I'm not really too aware of what it is, but I know it works amazing.
0: Nice. Hey, now, um, your teammate there, I was uh, was there when he made his first 250 main, I believe, and I got some pretty cool shots and stuff like that. Now, what was the atmosphere like there when he made it into the uh, 450 main this last weekend?
1: Talking about Logan Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I come back from my heat race and I'm just chilling. I'm celebrating because, you know, I finally rode good. Right, you got six, right? uh, Yes. So we're just pumped there, just getting the bike ready for the main. Because actually, this race was weird because everything was like back to back to back to back. Uh, We didn't have the regular schedule. Uh, So, yeah, I'm just chilling in my chair, trying to hydrate, get fluids in me. And. I see he comes over and he's, you know, crying, and I'm like, oh man, what happened? Like, is it hurt? Like, I, I'm actually, I actually got worried. I stood up and I went to get his bike, and I'm like, dude, are you okay? What hurts? He's like, no, dude, I made it, and I'm like confused, and I'm like, what? Are you, are you delusional or something? He said, no, I made my first 450 main straight from the heat race, and I'm like, oh my god, I just, I, I just go to help and hug the guy and just congratulate him. Uh, yeah, he's for sure a bad dude to be able to do what he did so I was really happy for him
0: yeah yeah that's great then you guys sent that photo I posted that photo up of you two guys after you uh, both made it straight in and stuff like that so that's uh, that's that's pretty cool now what are we going to do we got to get uh Cade Clayson and Josh Cartwright uh, you got to know those guys pretty well too yeah we all you know we all spend
1: time during the weekends uh together Saturdays or now Wednesdays and Sundays I should say Right. Uh so yeah, well I've known Josh for a long time. We used to race together uh in school, boy class and then after that we raced together all the way through the pro ranks. And then Cade, I just actually met him uh my first East Coast race out excuse me, I've heard of him but I, I, I never spent time with him or anything. So uh it's been good. The it's been it's been
0: pretty mellow. Uh
1: everyone gets along well. We all do our own thing, so we just get it done
0: nice yeah they're great great dudes they've they've all stayed at my house by the way well actually not uh, not Logan but has uh, Logan I can't remember but uh, certainly Josh and Cade have uh my place up here in Canada <laughs> so, so we got history we've got history for sure with this team. so okay so um the team everything's going well you're having a great time now I gotta ask you I know uh Julian we got, it's a bit up and up in the air what's going on exactly with our series we think we've got a schedule up here has Julian been trying to get you to come to Canada for the summer
1: yeah, he's tried. We, we, you know, we talked about it a little bit here and there. Uh, nothing in concrete yet. So we are actually, I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay. So you can't break that news right now, but I know. Uh, that'd be uh be great to have you up here, man. Be uh, pretty good. But okay. So right now it's uh what are we here? What, what day is it anyway? So it's Tuesday. We got. Uh, so you're, what are you off now? I guess for a little bit, right? So you just be kind of hanging out, working. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, actually, uh, I had a crash last Wednesday on free practice on the first lap after the roll, uh, roll laps. Uh, I was in B practice, uh, and they watered the crap out of the track, and I went into this little double. It was like, literally, I don't know, maybe five-footer. And my front end just washed before the face, and it threw me into the top blocks. So, instead of B landing on the top locks, my bike landed on top some bruised rips and uh, I racing crashes too <laughs> so that didn't help but but yeah so I took yesterday off uh honestly I couldn't get out of bed I was so, so, so Go and, and I said back side of my.
0: Can you hear me? Yeah, we lost you for most of that story. I got the audio, but uh, I know I know you've got bruised, some and bruised ribs and things. That's about what I caught out of that. I hope I'm not sure if it recorded properly.
1: Yeah. So like I said, I, I went down and I. Uh-oh. Uh,
0: we're having some uh, connection troubles there, Lorenzo. Got the
1: yeah, you... whole left. I uh, lower back. Uh, it's been tough. So I race like that Wednesday. I race like that. Can you hear
0: me? <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't so Yeah, we lost a lot of that, I think. But uh, the gist of it is, you're uh, you're going to take this time off and enjoy getting healing a little bit.
1: Yeah, uh, like I said, I, I Monday, yesterday, I spent all day. Um, no, I didn't spend all day in bed. I just spent it all in the house. Uh, just trying to recover because I, I was pretty sore. And then I saw they posted the, they were opening a Supergrass track in twelve. Uh, it's like 45 minutes away from here, and okay. everyone's going to go. So, yeah, I decided to, you know, I called Julian and said, hey, is the bike ready? They yes? Yeah. So I went and picked it up yesterday uh, night. And we went over to the track today just to kinda of loosen up a little bit. Uh I found out I cause I try to run and I try to cycle and it's just too painful uh to move and to just a, it's uncomfortable because of the liquid, it just moves uh a lot in those areas. I think I lost him.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh yeah, that's a bit weak. I we caught most of it there, but uh maybe we better uh Maybe I think my Wi-Fi. But, let, me, let me take the Wi-Fi off. Yeah, normally it shows if it's weak or whatever, but we're still recording, so uh, maybe I'll sing a little song while you mess around there. Uh, I'm taking requests. Oh, no. I,
1: I can't see you now.
0: Oh, yeah, we got your, your uh, audio, your video is off.
1: Oh, how do I do that now?
0: There you go. Oh, now here we quiet. go. Is it better? Yeah, well, I think so okay <laughs> for right now uh,
1: yeah i don't know the wi-fi has been uh funny here so hopefully the service carries on uh but yeah i got like we were talking about uh they opened this practice track and uh yeah i decided to go and uh loosen up a little bit because like i said my fluid and everything like i can't run cycling hurts too much uh so i figure riding hurts the less. believe it or not uh so I just decided to come out and just sweat a little bit to get some of the fluid out. Uh, so yeah, I just came back from the track today, and actually I wrote I had a lot of fun. I rode pretty good. Everyone was there. All the West Coast guys are there, just oh. trying to hammer all those lap times and all this. Who's the fastest? So it's pretty funny just to be there. Uh I'll Stopwatch Nationals. Oh, uh, it looked like we were in SoCal and everyone was there honestly like all the 250 riders not not one 450 was there but all the 250 west coast and uh i'd say half of the 250s uh uh riders were there so it ended up being good yeah, Just like i said i did a, did a little lapse and then it just started getting a little too uncomfortable so i just called that a day
0: okay well you'll be good to go when you uh when you guys come back yeah i hope <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah Okay, man, well, uh, so, what, what, so in the main, I'm going to ask you too, I got, the top two guys just uh, kind of were gone, right? Well, top three anyway, top, uh, almost top two. But what, uh, what, uh, what do you think, like, when you're watching something like that, when, uh, you know, Sexton and McElrath and, and, you know, and Nichols to a degree too, what, uh, when you, what do you think when you're out there? Like, are those guys next level? Or is there something you can do to try to close the gap? Or what, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I know for
1: a fact Sexton, he, he's really fast. I train with him every day. And I get to see him uh, while he does and and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, he's an early – I mean, Shane, Cole, uh, you know, all the top guys do the same. So, it's easy just to follow the pattern. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, they got the bikes dialed. They got themselves dialed. They get good starts, which I think in this elevation and the way the track spin, it's really crucial. Uh, But, yeah, they're in another level, honestly, uh, you know – it's it's shown that they're the two guys to beat
0: yeah for sure man all right well hey great to get to know you a bit i hope everybody enjoyed that kind of hearing a little bit of your history where you come from like you know venezuelan and uh, all that kind of stuff so it's always kind of fun and like i say man I've, i don't know if you recognize me from the side of the track taking photos of you for years and years but uh man I've, again it's a name that i've seen forever and taken find I'm, I'm gonna go back in my archives and find some old photos and stuff but i guarantee i obviously have to have a whole bunch, but. Uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us, and hope you're feeling better as we uh, get through this break. Um, yeah, it, 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 do you know uh, some sponsor around there? Do you wanna do you wanna thank some people?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Julian, uh, Pierre uh for sure. He's the main guy. Uh, Just One, Pelletier, Kawasaki, Wassener Pistons, Hoosier Tires, uh, Hollins, uh Active Ride for tuning my Olin suspension to perfection. ODI ASB levers, uh, UFO Plastics uh hds uh exhaust uh bondi for the uh, motors uh william Motorex for the cams uh yeah we got a lot of awesome people no toil uh you know it's the list goes on and on so uh, i'm very thankful for everyone that makes this program happen and yeah we'll, we'll see you guys back on wednesday next wednesday for the east coast
0: all right. Hey, you're gonna be there to get uh Josh and Kate into that main event this weekend? Actually tomorrow. we're not
1: allowed Yeah, we're not allowed because like, a lot of people ask me today on the track are you gonna be able to go tomorrow? Like are you gonna go tomorrow watch the race and Saturday or Sunday? And we're actually not allowed to go in the stadium. Okay. Um, so yeah, if you're not racing, uh there's no business for you there pretty much. That's what they said. <laughs> uh so yeah, they're keeping the you know the precautions and all the uh, you know, rules pretty strict. Uh, so yeah, I can't actually go in there unless I'm racing 450, which I didn't get the the invite. Uh, but but yeah, so I'll be tuning on them on on the TV.
0: <laughs> okay. Hey, how many languages do you speak? Two. Two. Okay.
1: Yeah, my my main is Spanish, of course. Of course. And then I I self taught learn English in Cairo Georgia and MTF.
0: Uh, well, I can barely hear, you don't it'd be funny if you had like a Georgia, a Georgia accent. Yeah. I, I used to have
1: a little slang, but <laughs> not, not now that I'm Florida and all this, uh, I kind of have a little salary and stuff, like, you know, slang a little bit, but yeah, I'm pretty neutral. Like, uh, actually I was getting my haircut yesterday, uh, and the lady was getting it done. And she said, if I was, she asked me if I was from, from New York and I said, no, I'm from, I'm, I'm actually not from the States. <laughs> But but yeah, it's funny. Uh, I I used to, I write it better than I speak it. Uh, you speak it great, but yeah. But my grammar is really really good. So uh, I don't know how, but but yeah, I I write it really well. But like I said, sometimes I get a little caught or something in between words. I think in Spanish and I want to say it in English, so then I get a little bit like. Uh, right. But but the more like if. Also, doesn't help that like all, everyone in my my house speaks in Spanish, so it's not like I'm like speaking English like 24/7. But whenever I do that, I, I actually get really like fluent, and I get my pronunciation, you know, almost to perfect.
0: Right. See, now we're getting to the important stuff, right here at the end of the right here at the end of the interview. I agree. <laughs> Haircuts, two languages. <laughs> all right. By the way, like I say, thank you very much for taking the time to do this. Uh, it's been great getting to know you. Hopefully, obviously, I won't be able to see you at uh, in Salt Lake City, but uh, you never know. Maybe we'll see you up here in the, at the Ontario Nationals coming up here. Well, sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't call it that as a joke, but I'm kidding because we had to really adjust our schedule up here, of course. So uh, maybe we'll see you up here in the summer.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, we'll see. We'll
0: see. I'll maybe see you there. All right, man. Good luck. Uh, Heal up and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Appreciate it.